Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Evolve podcast. My name is Aziza Gore, and I am with Karis. So how are you? What have you been doing? Um, well, mm-hmm. haven't been working because I work at a gym and all of them are now closed. Yeah. So I've had a lot of free time. And I know that like social distancing is important, but that's very difficult for me. Yeah. I don't like being um, the feeling of trapped, you know, like when you feel yeah, tra- like yeah. you can't leave your house. Oh, that means I'm like, you're not actually trapped there. Like you could leave, but it feels like you're trapped there. Mm-hmm. So I don't really like that feeling. Yeah. So I've just been trying to like see people that I don't normally get to see. And like we don't necessarily go out in public, but it's been nice getting to spend time with people. Yeah that I don't see every day or that I don't talk to all the time or that I don't hang out with. So yeah. that's kind of what I've been doing. Plus what you're like you? high extrovert. Yes. Very, very, so very it's high just extrovert. Like <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I uh, have just been really anxious because I have, I've still been going to work. Um, but even cause I work at a juice bar, um, aside from like what I do with CCW and so there's just like a lot of ambiguity. So like we're still working, but we are also at the point where it's like at a moment's notice we could just like not be working. Yeah. And so that's that unease is just super uncomfortable. Yeah, so online, you know, we're going to be doing a lot more online stuff um over the foreseeable future since everyone is not able to be in physical space together. Um, but yeah, super encourage you to like not, um, to feel connected, to like try to find some way to connect to all of the, um, resources and blogs and podcasts and things that we'll be putting out there and trying to interact back with us because we want to hear from you. And even though we can't see you face to face, we can still have really valuable and meaningful interactions with each other. So. We're going to be doing a bunch of campus check-ins um, on our Facebook and social pages. So make sure you're following. And if not, just at us, at anyone, and we'll get you on there. So there have been, like, really cool um, – I don't know if you've done one, but they've been doing, like – not Zoom, Google Hangouts. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. I think Brooke posted it. Was that the first – I think that was the first yeah. one I saw. Brooke posted it about, like – on the UNF Facebook mm-hmm. page. So, like, Brooke and Jess and Austin are doing Google Hangouts. Gotcha. And so, I just did a... Is that the same as Zoom, but just through, like, Gmail accounts? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I think I remember doing that when I was actually in, like, middle school. Google now that I think about Yeah. Really? Now that I think about it. Like, throwback. Whoa. That when is People a used to IM on Gmail. I think I did, definitely did a couple of Google Hangouts. Man. Yeah. I, like, mm-hmm. have not really... It really is just, like, FaceTiming friends. Yeah. And it's pretty nice. Like, yeah. in my mind, I was, like, because I generally am, like, using Zoom for, um, which is, like, kind of like FaceTime, but, like, a whole app, um, if you don't know, for, like, work stuff. And so, in my mind, when they were saying Google Hangouts, I was, like, I don't know. But then I equated it to, like, FaceTimes. And I'm, like, I love FaceTiming my people. You just see their face. It's like yeah. you're there. Watch them do their stuff. Have you done any Google Hangouts yet? I haven't. But... You know what I mean? There's a new week. Yeah. Another hangout. Another quarantine. Another quarantine. Well, we're going to be here for a little bit, you know? So. Yes. So for our last two evolves of the semester, we're going to be doing them in a podcast, similar to what we are doing right now. 
Um, and this is just a way to keep you guys connected while you're at home. So it's basically going to be in a, a normal evolve. So we're still going to have scripture. We're still going to have worship. We're still going to have a message. But it is all going to be through our podcast now. And so we're still going through it through our series of love the Lord. And so this week is going to be love the Lord with all your mind. Mm -hmm. And then our next one that we're going to be dropping in a couple of weeks is going to be love the Lord with all your strength. So those are going to be the last two that we have for this semester. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. Definitely something different for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, hope you're excited too. And we hope that you enjoy this uh, series. but our hearts are heavy. We want to know you, but our minds are cluttered. We want to work for you, but our strength fails. Lead us to your heart, Lord. You are all, you are all. 
Chapter 12 One of the legal experts heard their dispute and saw how well Jesus answered them. He came over and asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus replied, The most important one is, Israel, listen, our God is the one Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you will love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The legal expert said to him, well said, teacher. You have truthfully said that God is one and there is no other besides him. And to love God with all your heart, a full understanding and all one's strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more important than all kinds of entirely burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered with wisdom, he said to him, You aren't far from God's kingdom. After that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Hey friends, this is Derek here with the directors, Sydney and Austin and Ty. Everybody say hello. Hello. Hey there. Howdy. We're having a conversation, um, uh, evolved conversation around loving the Lord your God with all your mind. Um, normally, we have these evolved gatherings, bringing all our campuses together. Um, we have evolved to name the fact that spiritual evolution is slow, that uh, moving in the direction of grace, allowing Jesus to uh, move in our lives, it, it, it's a slow process. It takes a while. Sometimes it's so slow that we don't feel like anything is happening. And so we host these gatherings, uh, these evolved gatherings, to name that. Uh, and lately, I've been just realizing that uh, not only is it important for us to name that spiritual evolution is possible, but it's also important, I feel like it's important to also say that it's something that's available for everyone yeah. and not just something av available to a very specific group of people. It is slow, but there are disciplines, there are practices that we can all do that help us experience what God wants to do in our lives. And so we've been, we're talking this semester about loving the Lord um, you know, with all that we are. We talked about loving the Lord with all our heart and our soul at our last gathering. And so in this conversation and on this podcast, we are talking about loving the Lord your God with all your mind. It comes out of Mark chapter 12, where Jesus um, is saying to this, this uh, legal expert who's talking to him that uh, this is the greatest commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your being, with all your mind and with all your strength. And we, again, want to talk about all your mind this time. So I, I'm kind of excited about it, um, mm -hmm. partly because I tend to be a, a bit of a, a mind person, uh, kind of nerdy, um, love just kind of being deep into my thoughts. Um, and I think that... Each of these four ideas, love and Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul or being, mind, strength. I think there, we all have one that kind of like comes easy to us or like we lean yeah. into um, a little bit easier. And then there's like maybe the one or two that's like, OK, I don't know how I'm feeling about that. I, that that's definitely going to be a stretch. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you all feel about even the idea like Jesus saying, here's 
the greatest commandment, loving the Lord your God with all your mind? Like, how does that even just hit you on the face? I mean, I, when I was literally thinking about doing this podcast and just take jotting down some notes, my first note I wrote was that this was definitely the hardest for me. So I think mm. it's funny that you say that because I'm a feeler. Yeah. Um, And so I'm always hesitant to say anything close to like, imply that I could ever understand God mm. or wrap my mind around God. Yeah. Um, and so loving God with my mind feels kind of impossible in a way, you know what I mean? It feels like an unreachable thing to like ever really like attain that kind of understanding or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's totally. like the, where it lands at mm-hmm. first for me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What about you guys? I think for me, like my first thought, it was like loving the loving God with my mind is like probably the scariest. I'd have to say out of all, like the riskiest out of all the areas. Um, because for me, that's like, that's the, the foundation. Like, what do you believe? It's all mm. these questions you're asked when you're a kid and you're like, Oh God, what do I say if a stranger asks me this? But it's also like, it's all the, the doubts yeah. and the yeah. theological questions. Um, so I think, uh, for, for me, it's like scary, but at the same time, it's like this kind of adventurous unknown and you, ha- you have to do the work to get there. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely excited to talk about this. Wow. What about you, Ty? What do you, think of when you just hear that love the lord you got with all your mind uh, it feels good um i'm a head person <laughs> <laughs> or thinks good no, uh, <laughs> uh, no i'm a i'm a headspace person like you derek so uh with my mind is the means in which i what happens there is the means in which how things happen externally for mm-hmm. me um and so that is the most comfortable for me um, because I like being deep in my thoughts too. But um, to ping off, you said, um, I don't, I would not. And yes, I feel the same way as what you say of how I don't ever think I should be able to understand uh, God with loving all my mind, but it's the way I would love with all my mind is the attempt. Mm. Right. So um, knowing that I'm trying is the best way to love. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely don't want to claim that I understand God or or um, will know everything, but I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that, that being the bar uh, makes me feel very comfortable about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, just so everybody knows, like, we have not, like, orchestrated this or like really mapped out this conversation like this conversation is literally taking place in real time i've not really prepped uh these folks for any of the stuff that we're going to talk about in the next Mm -hmm. few minutes so Um, no scripts so no scripts yeah so this is like just raw like thoughts here um sarah taylor says authenticity over everything or something well it's gonna be authentic y'all it's gonna be real one of the things you know that i I personally bring to this, uh, it's just this change of thinking around what the commandment is and 
instead of hearing love the Lord your God as a commandment, hearing love the Lord your God as a response to love. Mm-hmm. Um, because John tells us in, in uh, his epistle that um, it's not that we love God, but that God loved us. So if God is the preconditional love, then all of our love is actually responding to love. And so then mm-hmm. I bring that into the responding to God with all my mind mm-hmm. and not withholding my mind from my love response to God. Um, and for me, you know, again, similar to Ty, I am more of a thought headspace kind of person. So there are other parts that are more easy are easier for me to sort of hold back in my love response. But I do wonder how that lands for some folks if they switch that around from being this commandment, love the Lord your God, to more of a God's loving us. So how can we love God in response with our mind? Mm. With that, um, I actually want to read an interesting quote from John Piper around this. And we don't normally talk about John Piper in CCW World, but John Piper is actually one of the the sort of Christian voices that I appreciate for his thinking. Um, He thinks on a level that um, I don't always agree with um, because of his theological convictions and commitments. But I do think that he invites us into a space to really think about God Mm -hmm. and in a way that I don't know we always uh, do. So let me just read this quote um, and and my friends here have this quote in front of them too, but I'm gonna read this He's literally, literally responding to this question. What does it mean to love the Lord with all your mind? There are several components to intellectual love for God. One, is dedicating our minds to knowing God. Two, thinking clearly and truly about God so that we don't have false ideas in our minds. And three, not being satisfied with merely an intellectual awareness of God's attributes, character, and acts, but intentionally devoting that mental energy, that mental effort rather, to serve the affections slash emotions for God. And I actually found that last point the most interesting. I'm gonna read a little bit more. This is John Piper again. If a person doesn't move from intellectual awareness of God and right thinking about God to an emotional embrace of God, they have not loved God with their mind. The mind has not yet loved until it hands off its thoughts to the emotions where they're embraced. And then the mind and the heart are working in what feels like such harmony and you experience it as both intellectual and effectual love for God. And that fusion there of passing off the intellectual awareness to the emotions was a a layer of loving the Lord your God with all your mind that I had never really thought about. Because in a sense, I kind of sectioned off loving God with my mind. But it seems to me what John Piper's kind of getting at is that if I'm truly loving the Lord, my God, with all my mind, what it's doing is actually informing my emotions. It's informing my feelings about God, as opposed to hoping that my feelings bring my mind along. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is where I think it, for someone like me who doesn't find loving the Lord your God with all your mind a challenge on the face, I think if John Piper's correct, there's my challenge. My challenge is to move from my brain, from the head, to the heart yeah. um, 
And so that's where this, I, I wonder if that is part of the challenge of, and the command of loving the Lord your God with all your mind. What do y'all think about John Piper's quote and, and all of that? So the emotion aspect of, like, or at least having the outlets of the way we love our Lord, right? The emotions and the mind, if we're talking about those two specifically, I feel like the emotions work best if they have no limitations. Hmm. So saying that informing our emotions with our mind uh, and all the information we have from our mind uh, is to put a limitation on our emotions. Hmm. But um, And that's where I would think at first, but um, from what I've recently learned... Um, it's just meant to be informed and then the emotion can make up its mind if they want to use that information Mm. or Mm. not. Um, And so that's how they both work best with each other because like you were saying, um, your emotions aren't going to think and say, oh, my mind needs to be a part of this. And the mind has to speak for itself in that Mm. conversation. it's just it's just that one way street that they yeah. work like that. So, um, but knowing that the the mind doesn't intrude on the emotions when mm. it's doing that is the important thing. Yeah. What do y'all think? Yeah, I th- I think that that third point kind of stuck out to me too. Um, I think of the Psalms specifically for some reason. Mm. Um, and I when I read the Psalms when I was a kid. Um, it was very emotional, very like going to it for comfort or like for kind of passage through these emotions and stuff that I was experiencing about Christianity, but also in my life, um, kind of, a, I don't know, kind of a devotional get up and go see the day. Like you're beautifully mm-hmm. and wonderfully made. Go, you got it. Um, but like, it's interesting because like you can read it like that and you can take that and it's really good. There's like the self love part of that. Mm -hmm. And then you can read it and be like, dang, like David is so brutally honest (laughs) with God. Hmm. And he's like, he's very emotional and and Mm. I vibe with that. Like I get that. Um, but there's a way to read that scripture and see that. And see that that is a possibility for you and that mm. you can be, you, you can be open and honest and you can be brutal and be like, God, I'm just not feeling you today. I don't mm. want you today. Like mm-hmm. you haven't been showing up in my life and like, mm. oh, you can be like that. So I, I, I see the application of like both the heart and the mind being taking that information and yeah. being like, this is applicable because you can be like, this is a thing and read it and not do anything with it. It's mm-hmm. like the, the book smart. Yeah. This is yeah. a thing in the Bible or you can take that and then your heart can recognize that and be like, I need this in my life. I yeah. need this honesty that I've learned about. Yeah. Um, and that's strictly just a, and that's strictly just a, like bible version of this like application mm-hmm. uh but i just i thought that was super interesting to like yeah. combine both of them that way it's always interesting I, I grew up learning psalm 23 and memorizing it um it is only real for me when i'm in extreme seasons of lack you know um you know the lord's my shepherd 
I lack nothing. Or when I'm at a funeral, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. And like, so even though intellectually I've memorized that psalm, it moves, it only moves to my heart in context. Mm. But I am grateful that I was raised to memorize that psalm because I get to pull that. Yeah. I get to pull it when I'm lacking. Mm. I get to pull it when I'm grieving. I get to pull it when I'm afraid. Even the, um, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Like I get to pull that memory, mm. that, that intellectual knowing yeah. into my heart in the moments that I need it, which yeah. is, that's a, it's a gift, but I, I get like, that's where maybe loving the Lord your God with all your mind is not always the, the, it's a weird word, the sexiest way of doing it, <laughs> but it may be one of the most beneficial for how we walk out life. Mm. Yeah. 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 What do you think, Sid? Mm. Yes. I, I don't know. I, so I have a lot of feel. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. I yes. have so many feelings. Um, so the first two points he makes about our mind, like knowing God, dedicating our minds to knowing God mm-hmm. and, um, like not having any false ideas and like the truth, like those are like those kind of tug on what I was talking about earlier about not feeling like that's attainable. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, that doesn't resonate with me necessarily. I, I, but I really like what Ty said about the striving being what's like, what's important, like the trying, mm-hmm. so like, even though I don't think I could ever actually understand or even really know truthfully the the trying um what i don't necessarily agree with that he says is um oh um sorry what am i saying here oh when he says the mind hasn't loved until like it moves to the emotions hmm. i don't really necessarily agree with that either because I just don't, I think they actually, there's a given, like, I feel like there's a give and take, like they inform each other. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I feel like we all have something that comes easier to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think it's necessarily fair to say that you only loved if the head knowledge moves to the heart, because that's really hard for some people. Mm. And it's also mm. so hard for some people for the heart knowledge to move to the head, right? Like yeah. there has to be a give and take of the two informing each other. I feel yeah. Like. Um, so like, I like that point that he's making about letting the head move to the heart, right? That's obviously what I resonate with the most because I tend to be a heart person. I tend to mm-hmm. move with my heart, but I also think that it's not necessarily, I don't agree with saying that you haven't loved if it, if it hasn't gotten yeah. there yet. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? Like mm. if it hasn't gotten there yet, you're not loving. Like, I think that it's just, it's a constant give and take and we're all letting one inform the other. That's good. Wow. That's uh, really good. I think of, this might be a bad analogy for myself, but I think of like the eye doctors, I think of like, have you ever had that test where you sit down and they're like, look at this hot air balloon. We're going to put this lens over and tell us when you can see it clearest. Mm -hmm. Like they keep switching the Mm -hmm. lenses and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I feel like there's two lenses and there's like the, the heart lens and the mind lens and like either way, you know, there's, there's a hot air balloon, like there's there, but like the way you perceive it's going to be different mm-hmm. and the way you'll see mm-hmm. it clearest is when both of them are like over each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so it's like, they're both really important and informative and like, you might be able to see closer up with one or further away with the other. And like, once they're there, it's like, you can kind of start to really perceive both sides. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. good. So it's interesting because in, I'm glad you brought up a bit of a disagreement with John Piper. Um, it's one of the things I actually love about John Piper is that John is so clear about his position that you can clearly disagree with him. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, yeah. it's not, you're not like, kind of like, I don't know. Like, no, it's like, no, I don't get, I'm not with you there. Mm-hmm. But one thing that was interesting, and I don't know if you caught this, like the question that he was asked is, how do you love God with all your mind? And his immediate statement next was mm. moving mind to intellect. Mm. That mind is, and, and it's an intellectual pursuit. I thought that was interesting. One, because on, a, on any normal day, I, it would have been even like a blip for me. Like, it's like, yeah, exactly. Like, loving God with all my mind is about intellectual pursuits. It's, it's the yeah. deep dive. It's, and um, and I, I'll go there for just a little bit. Like, how does that resonate with y'all? Like, the intellectual pursuit of God. Um, sometimes that's related to, like, seminary or, like, these really deep Bible studies, which, of course... I love. <laughs> oh man, I could spend all day just sort of like digging up the text and seeing what's all there. Um, and I don't even care what the personal application is. Like mm-hmm. I, I could care less how it lands on a on, for somebody's <laughs> real life. Like yeah. I just am like, oh my gosh, the Greek word. That Greek word connects yeah. to that word. Like yeah. oh, like all right. How do y'all jive with that intellectual pursuit piece of loving God with all your mind? I. <laughs> you just sort of saw Sydney just like did this like thing. And was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I tend to get lost. So mm. previously in my uh, reconstruction, mm-hmm. um, I got lost in the intellect. Mm. I just was in there and that's all that existed. Mm-hmm. And like, you're just all these concepts and like you're saying the Greek word. Oh my God, this means this. And if this means this, I got to change my whole theology. And it's like mm. this whole thing where you're just in your mind, in your mind, in your mind. And I'm not saying that's bad. Um, I, I just say that I personally have a tendency to get stuck there and the application becomes less, mm. which I think is interesting because the same can happen with the heart. Where you're Ooh. reading from scripture and taking it for you and you're like, oh, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. But it's like, how do you get that out? Uh, so yeah. I, I don't know. That's yeah. just a, a thought yeah. I had of like, I I sometimes tend to frame the intellect as negative. Mm. I want to mm. because I see it as something you can get stuck in that's so mathematical or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. oh, got to dissect this and work with this. When I get stuck in my heart, I'm like, oh, it's all flowers and daisies. It's nice, but I'm still stuck nonetheless. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That's good.